Hello, 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 and welcome to We The People podcast. I'm your host, Jay Conze. Uh, We're back after quite a damn while, if I'm being honest. I just wanted to thank everyone for tapping in, staying consistent, uh, in spite of uh, the lack of consistency, for a better word. Yeah, so many things have been going on. going to be able to get into all that at this time, but just uh, happy to be back here doing this once again. Uh, As I said, it's more about us than me, we the people. I'm your host, Jay Conze. Uh, Just going over for anyone who may have not have tuned in before. Uh, So yes, I am a clinical research consultant. Uh, I also have an educational background in clinical mental health and business and uh, executive staffing, which is basically headhunting. So uh, I'm back, we're back, we're here. Uh, This is going to be a bit of a deviation from the norm. This is a special episode. Coincidentally, it's not dropping on a Friday night like we typically do or on a weekend, but uh, it is something that I feel is much needed uh, just for the state of play in the world. This isn't exclusive to relationships, career, anything. This episode is literally for any and everyone. Uh, And again, the focus of this podcast is understanding ourselves, uh, understanding ourselves through our relationships with uh, friends, family, romantic partners, education, career, uh, finance, religion, just understanding ourselves through our relationships with people, institutions, and forces that shape our identity. So we're here, so we're just going to get into it. We the People podcast, special episode. This is episode, I believe, 23, uh, but this is called Disappointment, uh, Dealing with Disappointment. I think this is probably uh, the most significant skill someone can build. I'm going to say that again. It is the most significant skill a person can build surviving the modern world. And when I say dealing with disappointment, it's disappointment in every iteration because we're bound to encounter it. We can be talking about of course, disappointment with not getting a promotion or not being satisfied with the type of communication with which we receive from others, whether it be romantic, familial, or otherwise. But I don't want this to get misconstrued as uh, accepting disappointment, but learning how to manage disappointment. Uh, you know, life is about adjusting to pressures. There's uh, pressures going up and pressures going down. It is very similar to uh, being on a plane, right? When a plane is ascending, when things are going up, there's going to still be disappointment involved. And there is also still going to be an adjustment. As a plane ascends to higher altitude, the cabin is, uh, the pressure is adjusted in the cabin. Because in life, when we're going up, when we're coming down, 
there are going to be things that change and they, the change can be perceived as disappointments in some capacities. The nature of how we interact with our friends uh, can shift dramatically uh, based on what else is going on in our life and how that's perceived by other people. So, you know, the pressure in some of these relationships will adjust with our ascent and descent and incumbently our success and in, in failure or more importantly, our happiness and productivity and gratitude are deeply affected by our abilities to adjust to pressure and disappointment. So having said that, to bring some order to the conversation, what I'd like to do is look at this in pieces. First, uh, let's disappointment. I'm going to start with familial because I think that's the first place that we actually experience disappointment, right? Um, you know, whether, and we have this notion, <clears throat> which I, I don't disagree with at all, but people will say oftentimes, uh, or I was disappointed or I don't like being disappointed. Uh, that to me, that's akin to saying like, I don't like being sad or I don't like being upset. You should never like it, but it is in part of the human experience. If we have an emotion that we never interact with, I believe ultimately it does us a disservice as well as the people around us and the people that we care for and interact with because an unfamiliarity with something renders you unable to help another person or understand another person when they're existing in that, especially when it's going to be an emotion that is going to come around, it's going to happen. But if you have no knowledge of it, you can be a very little of very little value to those who are experiencing it, and you'll have no point of reference to try to understand it. So when the pressure in your interaction is coming with them based on how they're managing disappointment, you won't be able to understand or support that. So it, it makes it really difficult for you to bring value to others. And what bringing value to others does ultimately is it attracts value to you. Um, if you look at it from a perspective of laws of attraction or even just karmic forces, we really, 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 really have to understand that giving is the act of receiving. Giving is what's on the front end of the act of receiving. So uh, managing disappointment is, is very critical when understanding that. And that's an underlying basis to managing disappointment. Because there are going to be times where, and I think early on in life we encounter it, and managing it means not letting it shape us. Because there are going to be points where we do experience the more, how should I say, unfair elements of disappointment. Um, because there's disappointment that's going to take place just because something couldn't happen for a very rational reason. And I think that's what separates adult from children separating adults from children is being able to understand circumstance perception uh you know as a kid if your parents can't afford something you'd still be upset because you're just driven by wanting it because you don't understand to be in the role of a provider and maybe not being able to provide or having to have to make other crucial decisions or understanding budgeting or responsibility or uh, prioritization. But 
Now, as an adult, if you maintain that perspective, you then become what we would call unrational. And it, it would be it would be hard to deal with you in a rational way because if you never have that experience or never develop that level of understanding or awareness, then you can't relate. So, you know, you may have, whether it's a fiance and engagement ring and you are set on this four and a half carats and it now has to be three, you know, if you understand the realities or the circumstances and it could be legitimate because, hey, we plan on buying a home, uh, you know. It is good to want what you want, but you, it's also critically important to understand the times where, uh, I'm not even going to say you can't have it, where it's going to be delayed. And sometimes those, can, those delays or that delayed gratification can increase the value of having that. And that's why it's important to really sit with things. And I think that's key to understanding disappointment, being able to sit with things. Um, you know, I think we've become sometimes so, and all right, <laughs> all right, I'm going to keep it real. I think a large part of it is we've become so disconnected to being able to process negative feelings or, uh, you know, every feeling we have that is not a good feeling is may not is not necessarily an attack on our mental health. I think resiliency relates to mental health and resiliency is not feeling good all the time. Um, resiliency is being able to bounce back from when you didn't feel good. And the only way you can do that is having experiencing it. It's not it's it's happiness is not being up all the time. It's being able to return to a place of gratitude all the time. And that's something that we should always be able to do, or at least always strive to, because we're human beings at the end of the day. Uh, but I don't want to diminish the awareness of, of what disappointment can really do to someone. Disappointment, uh, what it does is it can really make you question your worth. Uh, and that's important why certain things shouldn't be externalized, like our value shouldn't be articulated in how people respond to us. And I know it's a very tough thing, but we have to be very mindful of what we, what we license out to others um, because that can directly affect and control our ability to be happy and um, our ability to regulate disappointment. So... What I chose myself was, and oftentimes you'll receive criticism for this, and I think being able to listen to, accept, and process criticism uh, or negative feelings towards you without internalizing them and, and having an emotional response, after a while proves to be a very, very effective tool in helping us listen to others and helping us manage disappointment. Because when we can put that space between how we feel and what's taking place and what we're hearing, when we're able to do that with what we receive, we become very, very, very aware of being able to do that with what we put out. Okay, so you couldn't show up for, the, for me in this way. So instead of just thinking, oh my gosh, this is unfair and, you know, this is why I don't do this and that for people, because that's allowing them to control the narrative and that's allowing 
what's done to us because what's done to us is only half of any equation. It's what's done to us and what we do. If we define everything by what's done to us, then we've completely outsourced our autonomy in decision-making because we're just going to respond how people respond to us. So the world will never know our true genuine intention. We'll simply be just a reflection of all the acts done onto us. And I don't think we want to be known by anyone else's uh, misdeeds or, or their perceptions. So it ultimately, it's healthy in the sense that you have to allow yourself to be yourself. And don't get me wrong, this is not protecting yourself because you shouldn't change how you act. You should change where you show up. Meaning if, if, if you don't like those responses, you don't have to match that energy. You remove yourself from those spaces and maintain your energy where it can thrive. So, you know, in the family setting, and I think this is very crucial to, you know, how we form our character, um, you know, whether you look at from a, you know, mother-father perspective, but being disappointed really, it, it ultimately goes back to everything that we talk about here on this podcast it becomes a response to either fear or trauma. It is not a good feeling. It is not, it can be very damaging to place all your faith into someone or into an expectation of what someone should do. And oftentimes it can even be a valid expectation of what someone should be doing, but it is very dangerous to place that level of faith in another person. Um, a, a different working model I've come to grow accustomed to is rather than doubling down on expectation, I double down on gratitude. And what it does is it makes everything easier to process. Wow, this person really doesn't have to be doing this for me, or this is really thoughtful, I really appreciate you know, my mother or father taking the time to, or, you know, my sister or brother, you know, think about me or, um, you know, honor me or consider what I have going on in this way. And this was such a nice gesture and it really didn't have to happen. And even if it doesn't happen, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing that this is the intention. It's a beautiful thing that this is the intention. And that's it. That's it. You stop right there. It is a beautiful thing that this is the intention. It's much, it's very, very difficult to ask for more than that. Good intentions are the beginning and end of positive thinking. So if it doesn't happen, they meant well, and I understand there can be mitigating factors and circumstances. And if this happens multiple times, it's, I know they intend well, but I don't think they have the ability to carry this out. So I understand. Doesn't mean I have to accept it. It means I understand. So what happens is there won't be any expectation. It's, so I won't be counting on it. I won't make plans based on that because it's just not something they're able to deliver on. You know, good intentions don't always result in actions. That's another thing we have to understand, separating what's said and what's done. 
Now, looking at this from a different perspective, and this is kind of where I really think it goes to bear. Uh, you know, you would think I'd jump into speaking about a relationship, but to be more transparent, I think in our careers, in our careers, because oftentimes what we just talked about, um, it happening in a familial setting, family or friends, that really, really goes to define our view on disappointment throughout our life cycle. So disappointment in career, uh, that is something that can really be debilitating um, in the day and age we live in where uh, we are so invested in a, in a people, in a society, uh, in, in the Western world, particularly America, with being successful and, um, you know, identifying who we are and our character with our, with our work or, or professions. Uh, it, it's very dangerous and, and very risky, but I think adjusting to disappointment is critical. Because sometimes when we get disappointed or if we don't learn how to properly adjust to to those pressures, to the highs and the lows, uh, sometimes it's easy to think you're doing something wrong and that, you know, I, I call it uh, early reevaluation, right? So ERE. So engaging in ERE, early reevaluation, is... Basically, when something goes wrong, you stop and think, is this what I should really, should I really be doing this? Is this what I, is this what I should be really doing? Or um, maybe I'm doing this all wrong. And what I've come to find out uh, personally, professionally, um, even from a consulting perspective with clients is that oftentimes we're not doing the wrong thing. We're just not doing it long enough. And what I mean by that is success is compromised from learning from or our own failures or observing the failures of others. That's what really comprises success. Learning from our own failures and observing and learning from the failures of others. And that has to happen. Now, if you're not there long enough, to, if you don't get there to live past failing, how do you get to adopt the valuable lessons you learn from that? So oftentimes, uh, you know, we would never get to our destination if we if we turn around every time we see clouds or, or wind gusts. You know, sometimes you have to experience those things because that's very much what gets you to the other side or through that storm. So it goes back to a point where I said building resiliency. If we don't build resiliency, then it's very difficult for us to ever, ever overcome anything. And life is about overcoming challenges. Like if we look at this, and, and when I say resiliency, right, uh, looking at it from like a classical definition, Resiliency is the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. Toughness, the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape. Elasticity. Elasticity is returning from being stretched. And these difficult circumstances, these experiences, 
this disappointment, this is what stretches us. And when you stretch, there's just more ground that you can cover. So I really wanted to tap into that. And I'm not going to make this necessarily about relationships, but in our careers, our ability to navigate disappointment and the the more we do it, the better we get at it, the more efficient we become, the more we understand that for it to be all about you, you can't look at it as being about you. And I know that sounds oxymoronical, but it is a fundamental key to life, really, is that uh, you know, for your life to be good, it cannot be all about you. For you to be successful, it cannot be all about you. For you to understand disappointment, you cannot be wrapped up entirely about how you feel. It is what it means to be a broader group. We often focus on men, women alike. Men don't maybe articulate it the same way, but we all, I've noticed in some way or another, we live in this, this fear of not being safe, whether we're afraid, sad, or angry by it. Ultimately, it's a fear to, to be appreciated, a fear of not being appreciated, a fear of not being affirmed, a fear of not being safe. And this drives us. But what we have to realize is the only way we become truly safe or we, or we can be truly become value is First, valuing ourselves and then being able, valuing ourselves enough. Let me take that a step back. Valuing ourselves enough to be open enough to be valuable to others without thinking that diminishes our own value or what we're going to receive. Giving doesn't subtract. Giving is an act of addition. It's counterintuitive to math, but that is adding to your life. The more you give is what you add. You can never be a fool or be taken advantage of. Giving is how you get. Same thing with disappointment. Stretching, embracing that, seeing maybe, what, what could I have done better? Or what have I learned here? And, and it, when I say that, it doesn't mean staying in this job you don't like or this relationship or engaging in this relationship, in this family dynamic that's not healthy. It means seeing what you can do to improve that, and oftentimes going somewhere else to apply it. Whether it's a new relationship, a new job opportunity, a different family member, or a friend who you've embraced as family. We're here to learn until we die, and we have to pass these lessons along so people can live better. The goal is improvement, not just of ourselves, but of our environment, our ecosystem of people. Yeah, but I dropped this short episode. We'll be back again uh, Friday night, episode coming Saturday morning, episode 24 at that point. But thank you for tapping in. Please subscribe to the podcast um, on all streaming platforms, so, uh, at Instagram. We the People podcast, uh, check us out. We the People Facebook group, check us out. I want to thank everyone for tapping in and tuning into these vibes. Uh, we really appreciate you. It's growing tremendously, and I really want to thank you for going on this journey uh, with me. This journey, well, our journey. Thank you for being a part of it. And yeah, we'll tap in. <laughs>